Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults age 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio KLBJ. The Todd and Oz Show is live. Get in on the conversation at 512-836-0590. Now, here are Todd and Oz. Yeah, those pictures of that uh, building fire uh, downtown. Yeah, kind of a kind of symbolic of uh, current city government, if you will. Yeah. Uh, this was an empty building, uh, but one of the walls has a beautiful mural of... Uh, of, uh, of Willie Nelson and Janis Joplin. You've all seen it. If sure. you're part of the music business or in the entertainment district, you've all seen it. Uh, the building was empty, but it went up in flames. It was a two-alarm fire, and it was determined that uh, a homeless person was inside and, and I guess, sparked a fire to, to stay warm, or did they spark a fire to cause some damage? I guess, you know, according to AFD, we may never know just because of the... What is it? The, the structural integrity of everything is so questionable. And right what do they say? What do they say? What do they rule on this? Uh, that it was uh, undetermined? undetermined. Undetermined. I mean, I think we can determine at least to some extent that uh, this uh, homeless gentleman who had chosen to take up residence in this building that was not his had something to do with it. Right? I mean, I, I think that's a pretty safe assumption. A dude broke into somebody's property and set it on fire. That's yeah. the story. That's the story. It's right not there. some poor man that was experiencing homelessness. No. And- Need a place to stay, and this. Well, he just uh, just uh, dropped the matches, and it went up in flames. No, somebody broke into somebody's property and set it on fire. That's what happened. This was a big one too. I mean, it was yeah. well too alarm, but I mean, you know, you had like the the flames coming out of the roof, uh, out of the roof there, out yeah. of the ceiling. So, luckily, it didn't spread somewhere else. But yeah. but it sounds to me like I, I we've got a, we've got a pretty good idea. It was either one of two things. Yeah, yeah. Jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Uh, yeah, you could join us, too. Uh, let me squeeze in uh, Billy real quick. He's checking in from Wimberley. Uh, wants to weigh in on this story. Well, about the special prosecutor, her, saying that Joe Biden's a little too old and feeble and has bad memory issues, and that's why they should not prosecute him for his clear violations of secret documents. Billy, well, good, Yeah, Billy, good morning. Well, hi, guys. Listen, the power of the big lie is the fact that over time and repeated enough, it because it becomes accepted uh, as truth, and what we as conservatives need to do is recommit ourselves to the truth and keep hammering back with the truth. And the reason that's important is because most people in this world have consciences and they're good people, and they recognize the truth. Mm. And evil, the evil represented by these lies cannot win as long as there's one person out there that believes in the truth. Now, they'll look like they're winning, but there's... Joe Biden is lying to us. His acolytes are lying to us. Uh, the press, in reporting this, is lying to us. And, and, and it would be so easy just to accept it and go on down the road. But if we do that, we're killing ourselves. So we can't. And I've, I've got faith that there's enough good people in the world that the truth will out and good will triumph over evil. I'm with you. I sure hope so. I'm with you, Billy. I sure hope I, so. But, but I, I sense a little frustration in your voice, though. A little concern. 
Well, you know, you, you, when you when you when you think about stuff like this, it, it is irksome that that there are people. I mean, they they lie right to your face. They tell you what they're going to do. Yeah, I want to kill a baby because it's convenient for me. They're telling you that's what they want to do. Those are the kind of things that irk me. Yeah, and we're just and we and we couch that under the ideal that that abortion is for the life of the mother to protect the life of the mother or to protect the, the rights and the lives of women when half of the babies that are killed are going to be women. I mean, it's just, <laughs> it's deceptive, it's evil, and abortion is just one of the issues. Pick an issue, it doesn't make any difference. Sure. They're lying through our faces and we know it. Yeah. Thank you, Billy. Appreciate you checking in, man. It is uh, 809 uh, you could join us, too, at 512-836-0590. How about that Super Bowl ad? Well, Jesus took out a Super Bowl ad. Yeah, this one caused a stir. I, I don't know why. Well, anyway, uh, it's it, it basically was a montage of, uh, of, 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 of people washing feet. Mm-hmm. That's pretty much what it was. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and maybe it, it, I'm not quite sure, it was in the first half? Yeah, I think it was in the first half of the Super Bowl. And it shows a series of people washing other people's feet, uh, emulation of Jesus. And the ad was to highlight hegetsus.com. It's a campaign meant to remind everyone, including ourselves, that Jesus' teachings are warm embrace and not a cold shoulder. He says, but many felt uh, where it, it completely missed the biblical point. Yeah, one wrote on X, uh, y'all shockingly forgot to mention that acknowledgement that repentance comes before being washed clean. Okay, all right. Another said, how about uh, you use the money you, you, you wasted on the Super Bowl commercial and help people instead? So people were highly critical. of It sounds like some Christians were highly critical of that Super Bowl. Ad. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I've, I've heard, uh, there, there are a number of times I've, I've heard uh, some people argue against this what is it called he gets us they say that it just it really often misses the mark of of true christianity and sort of puts its own little 21st century modern day spin on it and i think that's what a lot of people i mean yeah you had some people out there with a call in the ad flat out blasphemy you know i mean i don't know about that i don't know i mean i mean if you're trying to get people that have never been to church to church you kind of got to get creative sometimes, right? Yeah. Right? In today's world, got to speak on their terms, right? Yeah. Maybe. But, you know, it had scenes like, uh, you know, like like a, a woman, an older woman washing the feet of a scowling young, young woman outside of, a, you know, like a, a an abortion clinic as, as people stood in the background. You know, it, it just scenes like that. People are like, you know, I think it was very off-putting to them, stuff like that. And that one uh, Super Bowl commercial, uh, what was it called? Uh Jesus, Jesus, he, he gets us. He gets I us. Believe. It was kind of a religious commercial, that sort of thing. I guess, yeah. yeah. I, I guess it rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. Yeah, there are a lot. I mean, it's it, it was. Uh, I think at one point, I don't know if it is now, but it was, it was very much ha- the hashtag was you know trending there. He gets us mm. on Twitter. And- why, why, why did it rub people so? Because I see a lot of texts coming in. People, uh, people were upset by it. Uh, people on both sides of the aisle. Uh, some people uh, that are Christian, non-Christian. Just curious, what's why did it rub you the wrong way? Uh, jump in here at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. I know that uh, you know. For some people, they look at this. Well, Christ, Christ specifically said, you know, wanted people to change, not not live within and boast about their sin. You know, he he condemned sinners, and he would, uh, or he he didn't condemn the sinners. He, he just condemned the sin. Yeah, and. 
So I, I think that a lot of people are looking at this going that looking at it as though Jesus was accepting of the sin and the sinner when it really was, that's not exactly how it was. Gotcha. He was not accepting of the sin. All right, so there's some uh, some biblical issues of it, some, uh, some religious teaching side of it that, uh, that has some people angry. A lot of, a lot of people think it, uh, it was just, uh, you know, horribly, it was just sort of a, a left-wing spin on, on modern Christianity, too. Okay. All right. Well, uh, listen, jump in here, 512-836-0590. Our Secretary of uh, Defense, Lloyd Austin, is back in the hospital, a bladder issue. Uh, and, and, and Joe Biden knows about this hospital visit uh, and other uh, top breasts as well. Remember last time he didn't tell anybody. <laughs> he was disappeared for a few days. But, Snuck out, yeah. Uh, but everybody uh, everybody knows where he is now. Hope he does better. Uh, get well soon. Yes, indeed. Yeah. Bladder. That, that's got to be painful. Oh, my goodness. And and, and maybe related to his, uh, his prostate surgery he recently had. That'd be my guess. Yeah. yeah. Uh, all right. Jump in. 512-836-0590. Uh, pretty interesting poll out this morning. Most people think that Donald Trump and Joe Biden are too old to run for office. But here we are. This is what the political parties have presented to us, and this is uh, this is what we got to deal with. And uh, and and following that special counsel report, you would think that the uh, the Democrat left would start to try to pick somebody else, right? The longer right? they wait, the harder sell it's going to be for anybody else. I think it's coming though. Well, they better I, hurry up then. I I think it's coming. Or are they going to wait and do it so close that, you know, people are going to have no choice but to accept it? Here you go. Here's a Gavin Newsom ticket. Maybe so. Something like that. Maybe that's what it is. Because he's kind of running a shadow shadow campaign. Yeah. But, you know, the big difference, I mean, you're right. These are the two that, you know, both sides are stuck with. However, when you look at the people who who are going to vote for Trump, who are saying, I'm going to vote for Trump, almost all of them, I think, would tell you, I want genuinely to vote for Donald Trump. Most of the people over on the other side who say, yeah, I'm going to vote for Joe Biden— only doing so because they don't have anybody else, and he's not Donald Trump. But I don't think any of them want to vote That's a good point. for a potato. That's a good point. Most people voting for Trump are voting because they like Trump. Most people that are voting for Joe Biden are not doing it because they like him. It's because they don't like Donald Trump. Right. That's exactly right. <laughs> yeah. This guy, Joe Biden, is better than, than Donald Trump. He's not Trump. And it's, you know, it's sad. So I think... I think the Republicans are far happier with, with their guy. It is uh, 820. Jump in at 512-836-0590. It's a 100-mile stretch of SH-130 and uh, east of town, and it soon may become the testing ground for autonomous vehicles. Fiber Light LLC, they're based in Atlanta, and they would like to spend $20 million on 130's corridor to turn it into a fully functioning autonomous vehicle corridor. Yeah. Kind of a testing ground for autonomous vehicles. Yeah, they want to provide uh, the 100 gigabytes worth of connectivity to support the necessary software uh, that w- will be required. Yeah, jump in at 512-836-0590. I, I like, the, you know, I mean, I like the sound of it. It's cool. It's futuristic. The future is here kind of stuff. Uh, and the, the, the company says they call 130. The modern-day equivalent of Route 66. Mm. And I'm not sure I'd go quite that far. I don't know about that. I mean, you're not getting your kicks on SH-130. But, but I understand why this company, Fiberlight, would say that. Sure. They're, they're trying to win people over. Well, and, you know, you, you got a lot you got a lot of space there. It's a fast-moving highway. Uh, and, and so what they talk about doing is providing uh, high-speed connectivity to the public infrastructure network nodes, or PINs, cross Almost a hundred miles worth of this on, on SH one hundred and thirty, mm-hmm. and then they would spend twenty million dollars to you know for the design and the upgrades and the install. So it all sort of melds with with autonomous vehicles driving on the road. Mm-hmm. So I just you know, 
one more reason that you could just sit there and fall asleep while you're behind the wheel. I just wonder, I mean, $20 million, that's a lot of money, and I guess it, that's, that's what it would take to do this. But I don't know. What, what are, what's the downside here? Right? I mean, the technology is moving towards autonomous vehicles, right? And yeah. this company is a private company that wants to spend the money to make it happen. I mean, uh, what do you think about that? I mean, there is a, a Spanish company named Centra, Spanish company that, that, that owns a section of 130. Mm -hmm. I guess they would have to, they would play a role in that too. Yeah, yeah, you would think so. I mean, they've, yeah, they've, they've got a, a big chunk of it. But they, uh, I mean, you know, I, I don't, honestly, I don't really know what, I mean, I, I'm sure that there would be plenty of downsides and plenty of critics to sure, this. Sure, sure. Uh, but, I mean, if this is the direction, I, I guess they would make sort of a, 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 a safety argument out of it. You Maybe know? so. Well, if we spend this money, we can upgrade it, and then the cars can talk to the pins, and everybody's safe. It is uh, 822. Listen, there's a new report out today about the bad roads of Texas. All of the roads that are crumbling and how much it's costing you. Uh, the Texas driver out there. The United States boasts an impressive interstate network of 4.2 million miles of roads, but underlying that reputation is a backlog of $786 billion in needed repairs, according to the American Society of Civil Engineers. On average, the society estimates, American motorists spend a collective $130 billion on extra vehicle repairs and fuel costs as a result of driving on poor quality roads and bridges. Roads in the Lone Star State have deteriorated in the past 20 years. In 2000, just under 83% of roads were in acceptable condition, while 77.6% were in good condition in 2020. In response to unsafe driving and incidents stemming from roads in poor conditions, the Texas state's legislature passed House Bill 1885 in June, which permits local authorities to temporarily change the speed limit on roads during inclement weather, construction, or because the road itself is in bad shape. Tom Gully, TSN News. All right, there you go. Yeah, jump in 512-836-0590. You know, you know the cost to, uh, to repair vehicles is... It's just been amazing lately. Mm -hmm. You ever had a, you ever had a car in the shop lately? Have you noticed that? I, mean, I know a lot of dealerships are dealing with this, a lot of garages, you know, that sort of thing. Cars have become very expensive just to repair. Yes, they have. They're heavier. Mm -hmm. They have more gadgets. Those things, if they get, you know, are damaged in a crash, got to be fixed. It costs more. It costs more just to fix a car and maintain it these days. Yeah, and it's really unfortunate because, you know, there, there was a time when you had your car and you could pop the hood, you could climb up inside of the hood, there was so much space, and you could work on all your stuff and you could, you could access it. I mean, there's so much stuff crammed in there nowadays that you can't, you can't even access the, uh, you know, under the hood even if you knew what you were doing. Sure. I mean, you know, so of course they're going to jack up the prices and then everybody pays. Uh, Trey is in Leander this morning. Trey, what's on your mind? Hey, good morning, guys. Uh, I'm the one who calls in about the homeless camps, the work that we do out there in Austin. But okay, we're in sure. the hazmat business. Yeah, yes, sir. Yeah. We're in the hazmat business. We're contractors for TxDOT in regard to highway spills. The reason the roads need to be repaired is because of diesel spills. It degrades the asphalt. And TxDOT, bless their heart, they do everything they can to get us out there because we've got proprietary equipment to clean those up to where it actually sucks the diesel out of the asphalt, out of the pores of the asphalt. Oh, wow. When you, if you can't do that, then you can, you can guarantee that that diesel, it will break down the bonding agents in that asphalt. Then overweight vehicles go over it. Within a few days, you've got a pothole. So the reason that, that we're having to repair so many roads, and this is something I talk about in my, my training that I do, um, is that when you use just kitty litter to pick up a spill, and then you sweep up that kidney litter, you are only taking off the top layer. 
so that's why the roads are, you ever been to louisiana oh, the yeah. roads are horrible because of yeah. diesel spills yeah. that's what's doing it interesting so diesel Every okay. spill that we can go out on and use that technology, there's not going to have to be a report done there. That that number you're looking at, that's because of report. Now, yeah. bridges are in there, too, um, damage to bridges, things like that. But the majority of the, the issues that you see out there on the road with the potholes and subsidence and different levels, that is because of diesel spills. Because these truckers are able to go out there, uh, have these spills. And then what will happen is a tow truck company will come along, and they'll, what, what they'll do is they'll hook up to that vehicle. Now they got leverage. So they'll throw some kitty litter out over that spill. They'll bill the insurance company fifty dollars or $60,000 for a cleanup, and they got to pay it if, they want the, if that guy wants to get his truck back. It's straight-up fraud, wow. and, the, wow. and, the, and the Texas taxpayer is paying for it. Interesting. I had no idea. Wow, that's amazing. Good grief. A bill that yes. big. That's amazing, that Trey. big. Trey, thanks for checking in. Hang on a second. Let's squeeze in Pony Boy. He wants to weigh in on these autonomous vehicles and, and, and possibly turning SH-130 into an autonomous corridor. Pony Boy, good morning. Hey, good morning, guys. Yeah. Um, as I'm driving down our lousy highways, uh, I was thinking about the suggestion. I thought, well, Spanish companies. Spanish company is what initiated our tollways on Mopac. And if they want to run an autonomous uh, I guess art, it'll be artificial intelligence controlled, et cetera, et cetera. How do they expect to run it when they can't even manage your toll bills? And, for example, I got a $686 bill that they say that I owed from five and a half years ago. Mm. And I go, uh, I looked at all my history, everything's there. If they can't manage something as simple as that, how are they going to manage an autonomous highway? That's a great question. Yeah. That's, that's a great point. Thousand vehicles running at a time. Yeah. And the second part of it is when 130 got initiated back in the day, I saw how many families were affected with the annexation of their land. Uh, what is that? Imminent domain. Mm -hmm. And they didn't have a choice in the matter. So what's going to happen this time? Yeah. Good point. Eight thirty-five here on the Todd and Oz Show. Jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. The surge of migrants and asylum seekers continues to arrive at the U.S.-Mexico border in hopes of being allowed to stay here. Twenty twenty-three ended with more than three hundred thousand immigrant encounters recorded in December. Speaking on uh, on Fox, Texas Republican Senator Ted Cruz accuses the Biden administration of allowing children to be trafficked into the United States by not securing the border. Tio is Spanish for uncle. Now, when we ask them, "Does your Tio know you're coming?" No, no, I just have a number. I'm supposed to call him. It was obvious these Tios didn't exist that these kids were being brought in and were being trafficked. Yeah, the Senate failed to pass that bipartisan deal earlier this week after former President uh, Donald Trump uh, criticized it. Many people criticized it, not just him, but once they got a chance to read the details, everybody realized that, no, this was basically uh, allowing, it was legalizing illegal immigration to the tune of 5000 a day. An open border. Yeah. Border security deal. All right, jump in at 512-836-0590. Now, more and more of these sanctuary cities, well, they're starting to cut services for Americans. And, uh, and in fact, the Democrat mayor of Denver, Colorado, is imposing a wartime-like shared sacrifice on Americans. Uh, rather than uh, curbing his uh, welcome for tens of thousands of illegal immigrants. So uh, Mike Johnson in this Democrat city of uh, Denver, Colorado, has begun to cut services in, in the parks and recreation departments. 
and other uh, departments, he's starting to cut their funds so that he can, uh, you know, take care of illegal immigrants that have been showing up to his city. Mm. Uh, jump in at 512-836-0590. They got about 35000 so far. And, and and what he calls them up there in Denver, he, he, he calls them newcomers. Ah. That, that's that's his little buzzword. His newcomers. Little, yeah. Oh, yeah, we got a lot of new people. Na- neighborly newcomers is, is, is how he's describing them. Denver, yeah, yeah uh, New York, Chicago, San Francisco, Boston. I mean, there are all these major cities that that were once sanctuary cities are now really sure. really getting what they asked for. They first feel it at the hospitals. In fact, Denver, for example, had twenty thousand hospital visits because of the wave of illegal immigration. They had to shut down a, a city hospital because it was overwhelmed. And I heard that it was nine thousand illegal immigrants that had that that actually made those 20,000 hospital visits. I mean that's <laughs> that's a lot of people reusing the system. Yeah, you know. Absolutely. Uh and 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 they, and then they said, "Yeah, the, you know, we can't financially continue to do this. The whole system is going to collapse. Their health system in Denver is going to collapse." Today is the day that residents of Denver should be heartbroken and they should be furious. Because we know we have a humanitarian crisis in this city trying to welcome newcomers to build a new life. We also know we're facing a financial crisis in the city, trying to marshal the resources people need to survive. And we also know people in Denver are doing everything they can every day. Folks are finding time out of their day to be able to cook meals for migrants that need them, to be able to bring people into their home, to be able to provide legal services for work authorization in buildings like this one. All that we ask is for a federal government to do the very minimum of their part to help alleviate this crisis. And they showed signs of being able to do that. We actually had a bipartisan Senate deal that would have addressed the needs that we had. It would have put more resources at the border to establish border security. Would have increased the speed of asylum processing so people could actually get work authorization. Would have helped give resources to city like ours so we could address this crisis in a responsible way. And actually, those senators reached bipartisan agreement. That bill did not fail because they couldn't find a solution that would solve the problem. The bill failed because they did find a solution that would solve the problem. And that was the most threatening of all to Donald Trump. And he intervened with House Republican leadership to kill that bill just so this crisis would continue, just so he thinks he has a better chance of re-election. Imagine that, folks. An elected official who has taken the oath of office to protect and serve this country, who intentionally damages the country. Yeah, there you go. Well, how about this, folks? You got a Denver mayor saying that you, the taxpayer, should be footing the bill for illegal activities. Yeah. How about that? Yeah. Well, and, you know, and, and he talked about uh, the how the Republicans want a secure, closed border, and he calls it cynical and mean spirited to 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 make people or Americans, as he said, suffer. Uh, uh, and he says it should disqualify them from from seeking office in this country if Republicans want that sort of mean. I want to thank every bill. president. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, it's, uh, but I, I just, this guy is, is just full of it. Yeah. Here's, uh, here's the mayor of Denver. Home, who has offered them a job, who has said, we will help you find your way. You've done your part. The city will do our part. The federal government did not do their part. Yeah, there you go. Well, you know, he was in, almost in tears there. Well, good for you. Keep in mind that that th- this this race for the Democrat Party is is so is so difficult. They're 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 struggling to come up with anything they can say. So I think their 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 strategy has become, 
blame Donald Trump and the Republicans for all of Joe Biden's mistakes and continue to say it out loud over and over and over. You had you had Joe Biden just last week coming out and saying if that bill fails, the American people, it's going to know it's because Donald Trump and his MAGA Republican friends don't want your border secure. They're saying <laughs> the exact stuff that they're doing, but they're blaming and, and it's working. It's a strategy that's working. The media is starting to pick up on it. And it's and it's really insane. Eight forty six here on the Todd and Oz show. Jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Israel rescued two hostages held in Gaza in an overnight raid as the military prepares for a larger operation to enter what it says is the last bastion of Hamas, with more than one million Palestinians sheltering right now. Yeah, the Israeli military said Monday that the rescue of Fernando Simon Marman and Louis Har, it was a complicated operation performed under fire in the heart of Rafah. That's a city in southern Gaza near where uh, Palestinians are seeking refuge from this uh, this conflict between Israel and Hamas. At about 2 in the morning local time, military forces and police, a SWAT team, they broke into a house in Rafah. They engaged in a gunfight with Hamas militants while shielding the hostages before evacuating them to a, a secure location. Mission accomplished. Uh, Israeli airstrikes in Gaza killed 164 people overnight, including dozens in Rafah. That, according to health authorities, uh, the figure did not distinguish between the civilians and combatants. So, uh, so there you go. The two of the hostages are out, and many others still remain. The European Union is is out there saying that they're pretty concerned about the situation there in in, in Rafah. So many people dead there. I, you know, unfortunately, I mean. I, Israel is doing what it feels like, and, it, and, and if they're, you know what? Here's another thing: if if they're saying that that they're 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 on like the this is the last bastion of Hamas, they're about to finish them off because that's kind of what it sounds like they're saying. Yeah. Then why do we need to keep sending them money? They don't. They clearly didn't really point. need much much money for much. But I didn't think they needed it in the first place. That's a good point. Joe Biden says uh, in one clip, and in Karine uh, Jean Pierre, the White House press secretary, tries to walk it back, but he says that Israel's gone too far. A lot of people have. A lot of people have. I mean, you had what ninety four or so dead in that Rafa, uh, you know, situation, and and like you said, there there was not a, a distinction between military and civilian, uh, according to that report, at least. Yeah, have they gone too far? I, I, I mean, Hamas still exists. That means they haven't gone far enough. Unfortunately, uh, jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Yeah, lo- I'd love to get your opinions on that. Uh, Joe Biden. Rendell's presents tablet. Hang on a second there. There we go. Uh, it says they've gone too far. Uh, do you agree? Do you disagree? I mean, what would the American response be if uh, Hamas paraglided into uh, the Austin City Limits Music Festival and mowed down a bunch of kids? What would the response be? Would we think that, that America would go too far? I think a lot of people would probably, yeah. Yeah, I mean, you would probably have a, a similar you know, similar demonstrations and protests of people who believe America is is wrong now for for retaliating for you know the exact same reason. You know, they're saying, well, they're just they're not distinguishing and they're killing all these people. It's like, well, you know, you should probably take that up with Hamas then. I mean, I think Hamas kind of made this bed for the rest of the people in Gaza. Hamas, a designated terrorist organization by the U.S. and Israel, said in a statement uh, that Israel had targeted defenseless civilians and displaced children, women, and the elderly. Well, that is uh, that 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 is what Hamas does every day. 
Well, images and videos posted on social media appeared to show explosions of Palestinians evacuating civilians, including children, to hospitals. The Israeli military referred to the Palestinian health authorities for uh, information uh, on the casualties. Now, early Monday, that operation uh, is in the Israeli military's second successful hostage extraction uh, since, uh, since the war broke out. Israel has said uh, it, it botched at least one previous attempt and mistakenly killed three escaped hostages on the battlefield. Israel privately estimates as many as 50 of the 130 hostages remain in Gaza from that October the 7th uh, terrorist attack by Hamas. Doesn't seem like it's getting any nicer over there. No, no. <laughs> and I'm not sure it ever will. Well, you know, get, you, get rid of Hamas, it might for a little while, well, right? Yeah, yeah. But then for you got to wonder you know, if that, because it's really, I mean, like we've said since 9-11, you know, we're fighting a, an ideology. You know, it's not like you had you have this clear cut combatants. You know, it's an ideology that can that can exist in a lot of other places. Well, I mean, if you if you kill a, a Palestinian who's fighting for Hamas, then you probably create a few more terrorists, right? They're I would kids. Think so. I would think so. Right? Sure. I give mean, it, give you, it another fifteen or so years. You kill one and you create four or five others. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, it seems to be an endless cycle and has been for many generations. So I don't know what we you know what we think we're gonna end. Or Israel, I, I just I, I don't I don't ever see problems ending. A and M's pulling out of Qatar, you know, because they're worried about the Middle East instability. Sure, I mean, it's, sure, you know, it's, it's just ongoing problems. All right, jump in at five one two eight three six zero five ninety. Austin Transit Partners, they're still collecting your tax dollars uh, for a for a multi billion dollar project connect light rail plan. And despite that plan being significantly smaller than what the voters said yes to three years ago, the executive VP for design is Peter Mullen. He spoke with KVU, and this is what the people want. This is a project for the public, for the community. So we have to make sure that it's serving the community to the absolute best of our ability. Yeah, now uh, the APD, uh, ATP's uh, Peter Mullen says, well, they're, uh, they're looking for some feedback from the community. Where should the train stops be? Where do you want the, those locations to be set up? People said, you know, wouldn't it be better to have more frequency, more stations downtown where we have more people, there's more density. Yeah, well. these, are, these are the big brains putting together this whole thing. They needed feedback from the public to think, hey, maybe more stops in downtown would be warranted on this line. That, that really only goes from, like, North Lamar to not even the airport. They didn't even think about a train stop downtown until the public said, you know, we should put a, a train stop downtown. <laughs> yeah, you know, and, and, he's, and he even says in there, like, we, yeah, you know, to, uh, to plan for more density. It's like, <laughs> you needed somebody else to tell you this. Let me squeeze in Beth real quick. Beth is in central Austin. Good morning, Beth. Hi. Yeah. Uh, I just wanted to put in my two cents for... Uh, supporting Israel. I, I support Israel and what they're doing 100%. Mm. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They, they, they seem to be losing support among, among why, people sometimes. And explain why, Beth. We've got a couple of minutes here. Go ahead. Explain why. Uh, you know, terrorist groups, Hamas being one of them, they're not going to stop. And they're they're... They're, they're raising children to kill our children. Yes. You know, and and uh, it, it's part of their mission statement. It's how they get into heaven. To, it's right. It's how they it's how they see salvation by killing the infidels, the non the non believers. And the infidel is not just 
Israel and Jewish people. It, it's also us. Non-believers. And, yeah. yeah. Pardon? Non-believers in their faith. Correct. Correct. That is part of their their ideology. And war is terrible. Terrible, terrible, terrible. But once you've decided to go to war, you need to, you want to be on the side that, that wins. I mean, I, 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 I use that term loosely because yeah. winning uh, carries a, a weight to it. And then there's nothing attractive or nice about it. It's horrible. But they've decided to go to war, and, and the sooner they accomplish their mission, Better for, the sooner this will be over. And, yeah. and you're right, it's not going to stop with just Hamas. No. There are many, many terrorist groups. Yeah. And we need to support Israel for doing the world's dirty work. Yeah. Dealing with the radicalized faith, right? Correct. Yeah. Thank you, Beth. The Todd and Oz Show, weekday mornings 5 to 10 on News Radio KLBJ. Maybe you or someone you know has a serious medical condition. Maybe you're just looking for answers on why you're not feeling well. Well, we've got a great show for you on KLBJ. Hi, I'm Ron Aaron with WellMed Radio, an entertaining and detailed look at health and wellness for seniors and other adults aged 18 to 101. We bring you recommendations on how to live longer and healthier lives. Tune in to WellMed Radio Saturdays at 7 p.m. with the Caregiver SOS show immediately following right here on News Radio. KLBJ.